Hello and welcome to the EcoSend podcast, a weekly podcast on becoming a climate conscious business. Every week, we'll be interviewing founders, marketers, and leaders who are championing the climate. The podcast is hosted by myself, James Gill, co-founder and CEO of GoSquared and the makers of EcoSend. If you run a business or are responsible for growing one, and you want to have a positive impact on the environment, then listen on. Every episode, our goal is for you to learn something and be inspired to take some action. Every single one of us making small changes and some large changes will add up. We're all in this together. So let's get on with the show. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's meet today's guest. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the EcoSend podcast. The EcoSend podcast is a show each week where we are talking to inspiring leaders and people in the world of business, marketing, and in the charitable sector as well, about how to make a more sustainable, greener future for the world. Each episode is about 30 minutes long, and I'm thrilled this week to be joined by Rebecca Kimber of Create. Now, Rebecca is an expert on websites and online marketing with over 20 years of experience in the digital industry. She's passionate about having a positive impact on the planet and has been making changes to create over the last few years to reduce its carbon footprint. So it's a lot I'm sure we're going to be learning from Rebecca today. With a focus on enabling small business owners to design and manage their own websites, creates carbon neutral hosting and investments into energy efficient technologies means that you can have a website that's better for the planet and great for business too. So it feels like, Rebecca, you're doing a lot of stuff that's very, very aligned with what we're doing at EcoSend. I am so excited to be talking to you about this and many more things. How are you doing today? Thank you. Good good to see you. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for that lovely (laughs) intro. Yes, we are. (laughs) But I thought, can I just say something about that? We've talked a little bit about what we're going to talk about, but... This whole piece about being carbon neutral and how we describe ourselves and, you know, trying to do so without greenwashing or green hushing and feeling like we're being accurate, you know, general consumers, because a lot of our customers are small business owners and, you know, individuals as well, understand what it is that we're selling and what the benefits are, because most of our hosting is renewable energy. But because we can't really say where that energy's really actually come from, we're also yeah. doing renewable energy projects that we're investing in to do carbon offsetting mm. because we're just trying to do more, as much as we can do within the <laughs> restrictions that we currently have with suppliers. And you probably have the same kinds of things where yeah. I learned recently that because we've been doing net zero kind of progress and journeys since about... 2019 maybe so it's quite a long time but it's been a sort of slow thing and we were quite lucky when we looked at a lot of our suppliers that actually they were kind of on the journey as well mm. you know like google and cloudflare and people like that that we use not as some smaller suppliers too that not mm. much but the majority of what we are you know working with is but what i learned mm. on this course recently because obviously all this stuff's moving so quickly and yeah I my our sustainability page and I thought oh dear language is not right now you know yeah 
it's gone out of day. It's not how you yeah. would now want to talk about it. And when we were working out our carbon footprints and I was saying, well, we're using all these suppliers, we're using renewable energy. And they said, but because the grid's only X percentage renewable energy, you can only say that actually, and know that this portion of everything that everybody's doing. So unless Google are off-grid, renewable yep, from their yeah. own renewable energy, getting all this battery power, mm. they can't say that it is net zero. Yeah. They, you know, they can't say it's really renewable energy because you can't guarantee that it is. Yeah. And so that was kind of a bit, because I've been kind of like, we're going to net zero. <laughs> And it was kind of light bulb moment for me that actually this is why all these enormous companies have got these kind of like big 20-year plans because actually our actual infrastructure, you know, globally has to has yeah. to get us there. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> as a digital company, and you know this, you know, you've got to be yeah. up all the time, you've got to have 99.9% reliability. Everybody yeah. wants their websites to be it's not the same as <laughs> like you're living off grid. Oh, we haven't got a bit of energy tonight. Let's go play Cluedo in, <laughs> in Torchlight. Yeah, it's, it's been a cloudy day today. Sorry, websites are offline. <laughs> yeah, sorry, websites yeah. are being throttled and everything's yeah. slow. And that, you, know, <laughs> you might find a bit of downtime. It would be out of business. So I kind of took a bit more appreciation of how how we're on a longer journey. And yeah. I kind of... You know, Absolutely. business owners were all like, yeah, let's, let's do this, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, yeah. it's like, okay, I can't actually get there. Yeah. And even switching suppliers, I still can't actually get there. So it then becomes challenging as to, well, we will get there. I'm not saying we won't get there, but we will get there. But at the moment, I can't get there. And with Absolutely. things like the Advertising Standards Authority bringing out much tougher legislation around greenwashing, and being able to back up your environmental claims, you know, and that's all great because there's loads of all big organisations that are currently misleading the public. Yeah. <laughs> things need to be, you know, they need to be fact-checked. Yeah. But at the same time, for smaller businesses, especially those that don't have huge budgets to make investments in certifications and yeah. spend the time granularly about every bit of carbon that they're using... It's really quite challenging to know how yeah. to talk about themselves and not yeah. kind of feel like someone's going to poke a torch at you in a minute and go, come yeah. on, what are you actually doing? You must feel this. Absolutely. You know, yeah, there's so much to dig into on, on all of the stuff you just spoke about there, Rebecca. I think on the, the greenwashing or that I know the few previous episodes of the podcast where we talked about green hushing as well, where people are so afraid to say the wrong thing that they say nothing, which on the whole yeah. is is probably a worse thing because we need more people talking about the climate. We need more people talking about what they're trying to do and being quiet about things doesn't really help a conversation. And I know for us with Ecosent, we were initially when we were throwing around the initial ideas, we were just terrified of putting anything out there because we didn't know, we didn't know how much we didn't know. <laughs> and I think we just ended up kind of saying to ourselves, look, we'd we know that there's a bunch we probably got wrong, but let's start. And it's led to all these conversations that you start having with people. And 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 then you'll find out that like, no one has all the answers, really. <laughs> like no one is sort of, I have, I know absolutely 100% of all the information and I can tell you categorically what's right or wrong. Like there's a sliding scale. And 
opinions and different levels of research in different facets and areas and even within the whole concept of climate people talk a lot about carbon removal and carbon offsetting but then there's so many other aspects that are like harder to measure as well like biodiversity and, and things like this which also have a huge impact which are you know so far off the radar it's just such a complex web of of things and I, I think just more people talking about it and more people putting one foot in front of the other is is a good thing rather than waiting for some magical point where you have 100% clear information because that day will never never ever come I don't think <laughs> I must ask Rebecca you've been running create which is a fantastic platform for building websites and you have clearly are passionate about the climate so Tell me about that journey. How did you get to where you are? Well, we'll be 22 years old this year. That's, that's, some, that's, some, that's some going. <laughs> yeah, and when we sort of started out originally, which is another thing that's quite interesting about our journey is kind of coming back around to how we kind of optimise things. But when we yeah. started out our journey, my husband built the first sort of version of Create back in 1999. Wow. And... Uh, it was 56 colours, so things were pretty <laughs> bright. And people used to build kind of like red websites with yellow text. And uh, you know, accessibility wasn't a thing. And yeah. It was really, you know, there were not that many shades of grey. Designers come a long way. But back then, you know, when you built a website and you kind of, you know, you thought about every pixel and you thought about every kilobyte that you were putting on the web mm. because everybody was on dial up and so it was all about creating this really fast and tight experience for people because if you mm. didn't create this fast experience they were gone and mm. over this 20 year period we've kind of gone from that very optimized mm. you know what do I need to have on there that's going to get the job done so I can stick anything on there I like and it won't matter because the infrastructure is there to support it and I think we now need to kind of turn a corner with websites where actually everybody's much more aware of, I do need to optimise these things. I should optimise these images. I shouldn't put them on huge. Yeah. It isn't because we've got the huge infrastructure to cope with it, but it's because of the amount of energy mm. that it's using. Yeah. It's driving huge amounts of investment in more servers and more equipment and, and more energy into the being taken from the grid for, for all of our internet usage but it's not just the web it's such a fascinating area there because i guess most businesses have a website but for you yes. you're in this position where you have a website but then you also impact the decisions that hundreds thousands tens of thousands of of businesses do with their website so you have this incredible impact with the changes you make and the decisions you make which i think is just so exciting about the, when you build when you are yourselves building a platform yeah and that's part of that that piece that I was just talking to you about about this getting to net zero realizing I can't get to net zero and I, I still want to kind of measure all of those bits and make sure that we have a really clear idea about what our carbon mm. footprint is but our own individual carbon footprint is actually quite small so our our influence and what I consider to be you know the bigger piece about what we do is talking to everybody else. How can you achieve this? How can we spread the word? How can we make people more aware that they need to think about these things? And not yeah. just website, like your social media, you know, everybody's making all this constant content all the time, which is video, which is probably worse than yeah. you know, 
yeah. than most websites that, you know that you're visiting and we're just chucking it away you know with a website you're creating kind of an evergreen space it stays there you optimize it you change it a little bit but all of this social content that's being made it's just it's there for now and then it's mm. gone and it's all been yeah. stored forever a bit like a bit like kind of like correspondence on emails and all those other things yeah. we're just kind of creating this real problem for ourselves in the future and that's that's where you know i've spent quite a lot of my time over the last few years as well is just trying to get people more aware of that kind of digital world and what's behind the scenes of our laptops mm. you know, we're, we're there's a hundred million servers powering the internet at the moment mm. and they are using lots of land because they're enormous places like the citadel that's in in reno one of the biggest ones and it's not on its own 1.3 million square feet Oh, it's taking up all this land, but it's also in Reno, Nevada, which is an area of water shortage. And they need so much. What people don't realize is, coming back to your point about nature as well, is that it's this journey that we're all on isn't just about carbon, it's about mm. the planet. And yeah. that involves nature and water and all the things that climate change are going to make, you know, really stressed. Yeah. And so we're where a lot of these big places are built are where there are areas of, of big stresses of water. Places yeah. like the Mississippi, where they're taking the water out of the rivers and using it to pull all these servers. And we are just, we're on a path to exponentially keep needing to build more of these facilities. Yeah. And we yeah. need to start thinking about how we optimize, how we delete, how we declutter, because what we're using now is, I don't know, I don't have the numbers on the kind of population usage of the internet, but more and more people every day in the developing world are coming online. Yeah. And they are also wanting, and as they you know, absolutely should, have access to all this information, have access to what they need to see, be able to use these tools for communication and everything else that we use them for every day and take for granted. And yeah. that is going to continue to increase our needs for these data centers and so yeah. we do need to start to think about how we're how we're going to manage that i don't know if you saw it or not but and maybe we can drop a link in afterwards but there's a really good panorama program on the bbc about the cloud which i think is yeah, a really yeah. good planer that's worth watching for half an hour yeah we'll definitely put the link on the, on the show notes actually about yeah. the scale of the amounts of water that they're using but also the energy where they've got yeah. these data centers on the island they are using energy that's something equivalent to, you know, whole cities, 100,000 mm. households, data center. And all of that is coming out of the national grid yeah. as well. They just don't have those. Some, some data centers have got some investments in renewables, but a lot of them are just pulling from the national grid. And so we've got to build more capacity for national grid, build a green future, and keep powering more and more day centers, which, yeah. you know, it's unsustainable for the planet. It, it is, it is, isn't it? And and I think so many people barely even really grok the idea of I type in a URL on a web browser and that's going to servers that sit in a big, big yeah. building somewhere. And, and, and then... I think it's almost unimaginable the scale that those data centers are operating at. I remember hearing, I think, a talk from 
Amazon Web Services a while ago where they were saying, you know, you're dealing at this kind of scale where you are literally shipping in lorries of servers every day because just the failure rate of servers means that, you know, if one in, I don't know, a million goes wrong on any given day because there's literally millions and millions of machines, a lorry turns up every day with new servers and a lorry leaves with servers that are no longer working. Trying to compute as a, a person is just so... It's just mind boggling. And you think all of those machines have to be made as well and have to be manufactured and shipped and then installed and then serviced and used and suck energy all the time. And then end of life, what happens to them? It's like all of those things as well. And all I'm doing is typing a URL into a browser. I was quite surprised. I can't remember what it is, but maybe we could add just the notes afterwards. But I was quite surprised about how much carbon they now considered a Google search to be because it was actually quite Mm. high. And obviously now they're adding into things like, you know, AI to help you to answer yeah. queries and things. But that's quite carbon intensive as well. But it's like we've called it surfing the web and the cloud and all these nice things. And it's not that mm. at all. You know, mm. if it was pumping exhaust streams out of your laptop all the time, get, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's actually, you know, it's actually yeah. really intensive for us to, to do things. I shared a post the other day and, you know, TikTok videos, one minute of TikTok is 2.36 grams, you know, they estimate. Is that the estimate? Wow. And so, you know, if you've watched that for 10 minutes, that's 20 grams of CO2 plus that you've, you know, that you've probably consumed while not really thinking about Mm. what you're actually watching or remember afterwards that you watched it. It's just being a bit more conscious of what we're all doing, I think. And maybe yeah. spending a bit more time in nature. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the ways that we can, you know, kind of reconnect with the problem a bit is actually spending a bit more time away from our screens and yeah. viewing things through our own eyes and getting out there and watching stuff and being present yeah. in the world. I, absolutely. Or, or we're all going to live in a, a virtual reality world where we experience nature through a digital lens. I don't know. That's the... <laughs> the worry isn't it (laughs) so yeah I I didn't know Rebecca if you wanted to share anything more about your so you were saying you've been learning a lot more about this journey to to net zero and and how you're feeling that actually it's going to take a lot longer than you thought and what else has come from all of the stuff you've been learning there and that journey you've been on so we've always been you know quite an eco kind of company we chose our offices back in 2008 in a bream rated building and mm. had a wind turbine and it had underground heating so it was you know mm. it was part of things from quite a long time ago but we've always been doing recycling and thinking about what we're doing and trying to get rid of our old documents and stuff mm. and we don't create a lot of waste because we're digital and so we've yeah. never had a lot of we try to give away as much of the stuff we don't need so when covid hit we went full remote mm. pretty much free for 10 years worth of stuff out of the office wow that must have been quite therapeutic <laughs> yeah it was it was well I mean we sold some stuff because we had some you know things that obviously people wanted to buy at the time like chairs and things like that and then there was just microwaves and plates and all sorts all the things we kind of we had used yeah. over the years and people who were starting new new homes and things like that and like you were talking about servers we had big servers that all sat in a room mm. for quite a long time. We'd kind of had our own kit and then taken it all right. away and gone to kind of 
Google and Amazon kind of direction. And yeah. that went to our local college, still there in one of our local colleges. Oh, wow. Students it all for, you know, messing about with. And that's yeah. trying to just make sure that we're not throwing anything away as part yeah. of our kind of business as well. And everything, you know, there's that whole piece, that green piece about repurposing and making sure things get as much life as they can. Yeah. But back kind of that sort of time, 2019, 2010, I can't remember exactly when it was, when David Attenborough did those programmes about nature and about, you know, how much of it is just going away. Because I think that's, you know, we all talk about net zero and we talk about CO2, but people don't really understand what CO2 is. They can't, you know, it's very difficult to say, well, what does this tonne of CO2 look like? We can't see it. I was having this conversation with my son the other day and he was like, well, it's nothing. It doesn't weigh anything. And my mm. other son who's a bit older and, you know, knows a bit more, not knows a bit more, but likes to be kind of like, well, he's like, well, of course it weighs something. <laughs> Everything has a weight, you know. Definitely the scientist in the family. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, you know, is really into that kind of stuff. And uh, and then I sort of said to him, well, Google this, you know the the big balloon because it's worth going and have a look at that if you don't have any kind of idea about it. So they did some installations where they've had these big ton balloons that they've put around. I think there might be one in Trafalgar Square, kind of give people an idea about what a ton of CO two mm-hmm. is that we're making. But I think from the point of view of kind of connecting with people, what's more important and more tangible to people a lot of the time is that impact on people and on nature and animals yeah. and. You know, it's quite difficult to have this kind of like, I feel really connected to CO2. Mm. (laughs) But you can feel very connected to deforestation and what is happening out in the world and the loss of bugs. Where are all the bees this year? There were lots of them last year. I haven't seen hardly any honeybees so far in my garden Mm. this year at all. third of them, I was told, have died over the winter because Mm. of the very wet winter. For me, you know, that's what's important, isn't it, is how we continue to do business and do it consciously so that actually our impact on the environment and the places that we live and the world that we have is in a better place and quite difficult when it's digital because I don't, you know, I don't work with nature. You know, everything we do is sitting at a computer screen. Mm. You never see of it. And, you know, we are, we are part of this problem. Websites are part of this problem, but, on the alternative hand to that, you know, we don't want everybody to go back to sending brochures through the post mm, and cutting yeah. down more. And, you know, mm. the postal service, it's there's much more CO2 from that than from mm. doing this or having the call instead of us getting on trains and or planes yeah. or whatever up, driving our cars around to have a conversation. Taking the corporate jet to cool. Brighton to see you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and so you know, trying to tie back what we're doing to nature and how we can kind of give back and how we can be a better business through what we're doing alongside obviously helping people to be more aware of what the problem is so that we can be more conscious in our internet use. But we started planting trees because I think trees are one of the things that create better habitats for for the planet. And we'd signed up to an organisation called Ecology to kind of start Mm. to think about how we would do offset our or reduce our footprints to start with or just offsetting to start with because I think even if you don't know how to measure ecology is a really great way to just go and pay a monthly fee 
and they invest in carbon reduction for you that you know is going to be you know solidly chipped over they plant some trees yeah. for you and you can do that for everyone your team based on kind of like what they think you know how busy your team is whether you go on lots of travel you know for business or not and buy different kinds of plans from them and it's like I think we were on the middle plan, but I think the basic plan is like nine pounds per person per month. Yeah, and it just starts like, you on that journey. Hard it's, to say no to, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it started just kind of on that journey. And then I thought to myself, well, okay, I'm paying this much money per month per employee. What I'll do is I'll get a big spreadsheet. This comes back to that thing you were talking about, about that imperfect action. Mm. I'll get a big spreadsheet and I'll work out the best of my abilities, what I know about how many days everybody worked for us for the last 18 years, whatever it was at mm. that particular point. <laughs> and even down to contractors, my husband and I, maybe not so much, because that was a bit difficult because we've, you know, as a founder, you know, you work all whenever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the 24 hours is it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I didn't have kids back then either. So, you know, I had all the time in the world to just do internet things and what I wanted to do with this. <laughs> it was like, eat dinner, talk business, you know, do the washing up, talk business. <laughs> um, yeah, you. I'm not here to judge, don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 it's definitely got a much nicer balance. But I, you know, I do like doing what we do. And so that always helps when you're, when you're doing something. But anyway, back to my point. Yeah. I got this big spreadsheet. I wrote out everybody's names. I wrote their start and their finish dates mm. of when they'd all worked for us. I worked out how many days that all was. And then basically, and so therefore how many months it was. And then basically I just went back to ecology and, and I basically said, right, okay, well, if this is their measurement that was based on, I think Dr. Berners-Lee's, mm. um, you know, kind of like carbon footprint. I think they've increased it since then, but mm -hmm. I sort of thought I'll oh, just, basically do what I think that is and I'll stick some more on top just in case yeah, yeah. I planted however many trees it was and however much carbon reduction it was on their monthly plan so however many months in the past we'd had yeah people working for us and so I think you know that's not an exact science it's not you know what people might say is properly measured but it was it is taking action and it's taking action yeah. in a kind of sensible, logical way that that other people can do. Yeah. And, and we need to not only be looking at the future, but we need to be working out how we're going to draw back down yeah. the CO2 and put back the planet. And for those of us that can, it is about how can, what else can I do? What more can we do? How can I do more than I actually, you know, absolutely have to this thing because we all do have a footprint and we have mm. all you know we have all created the problem oh yeah um, it it it's a really good as you're gonna say it's a really good point because like i know one of the earlier episodes we did we were talking about you know people talk a lot about sustainability but actually we need to go beyond trying to do yes. sustainable stuff we need to make up for all the stuff we've already yeah. done and so you're thinking there of like let's go back and try and retroactively sort out all of the stuff we've been doing as a business so far I think it's just so yeah it's very inspiring actually because we've got to make up for that stuff first and then get ourselves yeah. in a better better place but also like I love I love that whole concept of just taking action I think it applies in business as well just generally but like 
if you wait till you've got some supposedly perfect calculation and plan, like you probably never do anything. <laughs> and yeah. and I think even the smartest, most scientific businesses trying to do this, I think there's still there's such a margin of error for how you actually because you cannot get to like something that's perfectly accurate for these calculations. Like, it's just totally impossible or the time yeah. to do that would take yes. <laughs> forever so uh, yeah we there's got to be some pragmatism I think in in how we how we do this yeah it's like uh, it, it, I, our carbon footprint when we did this because I've just been as I said a little bit earlier on we've just been on this net zero course where obviously they were saying you know because you're using the grid you can't be net zero mm. and you know they work it kind of out on financials of what you spent on certain things if you don't know what mm. those suppliers are could go back over the last 20 years and you know retro work everything out but there's a diminishing returns on the investment yeah. here because the yeah it's actually going to take them. i think when we had our office our carbon footprint and obviously this is loose because i haven't finished the calculations came out at something like 30 something tons and so mm -hmm. it's it's not it's you know it's 30 tons but it's not yeah. it's not really that big in the grand scheme of things mm -hmm. and i think we'd got down to maybe 23 tons now we're all remote and we're obviously mm -hmm. doing a bit less that kind of thing but in order to do the calculation fully and to go back all those times the, the amounts of co2 that i'm really actually measuring are really really small mm -hmm. and my kind of feeling is that I'm sweating the small stuff for the sake of, you know, absolutely say this is what it actually exactly mm. is. And instead of that, I could spend my half hour talking to you on this podcast and have a big yeah. impact. And I could yeah. social posts and, you know, talk to other people or learn some more things that help yeah. me on this journey to have a, to hopefully have an impact packed in an influence that's bigger than myself so that helps other people to be on this yeah. journey too and for them to make those changes and for them to start to reduce their co2 totally but totally agree yeah to do that and i i also think there's definitely that attitude side of things where yeah you as an individual and as business are keen to figure out like that estimate and and probably do more than you need to to offset and reduce it whereas I guess there's some businesses where you try and make that number as small as possible and do as little as you can to to try and, and solve it. And I think probably an attitude thing there, which is really important and and as to not take for granted that you, you're doing the right thing and trying to do the right thing yeah. as well as best you can, not trying to do it as a tick box exercise and, and try to do the least possible. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, there were there were some people on the net zero course where you could see that that measurement was really important, you know, going forwards. There was a pet food producer where mm. it was obviously really important to know what that product was costing to produce. And there were they'd already done loads of things as well to, in regards to their building, but they were looking at more and they had more levers they could pull. You know, they had mm. more control than I they were, they. I don't know what the carbon footprint was, but I would assume it was bigger than mine. Yeah. There are, you know, the sorts of things that I'm talking about in my business and trying to look pragmatically at it that shouldn't put other businesses off from doing 
the measurements that they really need to do because you know if you're selling a product you do need to know what that co2 is because hopefully in the future that product's going to have a co2 you know marker on it like if it's mm, food mm. and consumers are going to be able to see and the internet will have got to the point where i'll be able to do that too because yeah everybody else in my supply chain will be measuring as well so it's all yeah. circular but i guess my point is that for those of us that are small businesses or you know they're tight on time and they are doing a lot and they shouldn't sweat the small stuff so much yeah know, because you can do what you can do and you can only change and influence what you can change and influence and yeah if you change and influence your suppliers and talk to more people that helps to just change and influence everybody and that gets the job done faster because yeah. the situation we're in at the moment is that we've got a lot of fear mongering going on. You know, it's all like doom and gloom. There's so much, you know, people who've got climate anxiety, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna, how are we gonna fix this? Mm. And all that kind of negative kind of talk that comes back to what can I change? What can I influence? And that's the attitude I've taken with my business. Who can I influence? Mm. You know, what's important? What can I talk about? How can I help people to come on this journey and see that it's, a better future that mm. we're creating it's more come on you've got to do this because you're burning you're driving your car too much or you're doing this or you're doing that and you should stop eating all this stuff and yeah everything should be done in a more kind of pragmatic sensible kind of way because we can't all be beaten people start to beat them with a stick come on we've all got to get here be greener <laughs> it doesn't Anybody that's into marketing knows that those kinds of things generally don't really work to get you to... If anything, it pushes people the other way, doesn't it? And so I think that's where that whole nature piece comes back in, in connecting with nature and understanding how we we all want that future, which is you know, better for the world. And yeah. we all get there in a sensible kind of way where it's all doing a bit and it's all making some, you know, some small changes yeah but hopefully having the options to do that as well so we can make yeah. good choices absolutely it's coming yeah it's coming yeah we're getting there, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> rebecca we're basically out of time i must i i know there's other topics we could cover but i didn't know if there was any final things you wanted to just chat about briefly i know there was one other important thing you're involved yes. with which is the the million tree pledge you want to quickly just summarize what you're doing there i'd love to hear more about that so um i, I mentioned earlier we were planting trees and we kind of started planting trees and we sort of planted forty thousand trees for those employees you know in, for the past and we started to tie tree planting to what we were doing and and then we were introduced to some other people that were doing some tree planting and to someone that I would now consider to be, you know, a friend called Marcus Hemsley and he runs his own agency and he'd had COVID and he was having trouble breathing and he decided to himself, it would be really fantastic. I want to plant a million trees <laughs> and I want to find some other people to do that with us. So as, as you do, <laughs> ecology connected us all together and there was about 20 of us on a call, you know, it was simple, do you want to plant a million trees? And I was like, well, we, we could you know, we do that. <laughs> <laughs> sort of on that journey I'll go back to the team and I'll you know and I'll ask everybody what they think and obviously the team are like yeah we'll do that because 
I'm sure if you went and asked your employees, they'd be like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that sounds um, good. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went back and said, yeah, we'll do it. And uh, it ended up being about 12 of us, I think, that kind of became the 12 founding pledges. So it was 12 million cheese pledged. And since then, we've now got 53 pledges and you wow. know, million trees in the ground that are planted or nearly planted or at least paid for. Wow. And that's in two, two and a bit years. So that's when I'm talking about that influence you can have. You know, we don't have any money. Yeah. It's a pledge. You just agree you're going to do it. We do it by, you know, the pledge is basically trying to get somebody else to also plant a million trees yeah. as well. And so it's just kind of grown from basically talking about it and spreading that message, that message of hope that we can do this. You don't need to say you're going to do it in a year, although one of the pledges did do it in a year, which was absolutely wow. fantastic. We've now got two pledges that have actually planted a million trees each, wow. which is really awesome. And, you know, we're not doing it as part of that kind of carbon offsetting. We're doing it as part of we need to fix the planet and we need mm -hmm. to create people to for people and for plants and nature and safe space for them and nature corridors and all sorts of things. And so, yeah. So anyway, Absolutely. if anybody's up for planting, get in touch. Yeah. I'm, sure I, I'm not sure I could do all of them today, but <laughs> that is, that is incredible. No, thank you so much for sharing that. I know we are very keen to, to become part of this as well. And I hope that many people listening will go check it out and learn more and, and consider for themselves. What a fantastic thing. And, and, Absolutely incredible to think that starts from just someone yeah. with an idea, wanting to do that, bringing people together, and and what a chain reaction of events can can happen. That's incredible. What a what a lovely note to finish on. I think Rebecca. I think that's fantastic. What a what a fascinating show. Honestly, it's been a pleasure talking to you about about so many of these topics here. I feel like you're so similar to what the way we're thinking about things at EcoSend and I hope I hope people have been finding jotting down lots of notes as they've been listening <laughs> along to this thank you if, if anyone wants to find out more about yourself or create where can they find you Rebecca I believe I believe you've got um, a few places they can look me up on LinkedIn I'm Rebecca yeah. Kimber on LinkedIn yeah. and our website is www.create.net and yeah. uh, head over to our blog there's a few posts there about you know making your website more sustainable and mm. you know making low carbon bits and pieces bits and pieces about million tree pledge and the million tree pledge is at www.milliontreepledge.org as well amazing great stuff we will link to all of those in the show notes and and i also i mentioned it to rebecca i must give the the team at create a big high five for the amazing twitter handle you have which is twitter.com slash create <laughs> which shows the benefits of starting early in in the online world yes. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Um, it does. Yeah. Very lucky. <laughs> Rebecca, it has Thanks. been a pleasure speaking to you. Congratulations as well on, on just building such a, a wonderful business. It's not often that you speak to someone who's been, is it 22 years? October. Yeah, October. It's absolutely astounding. Time. That is incredible. We hope it would be lovely if more more people run businesses like like you're doing. So thank you so much for, for being on the show today. And I hope those at home have been enjoying or wherever you might be whether you're at home on the train driving i don't know <laughs> not driving of course not listening to the ecosystem podcast but yeah i hope you've enjoyed the show and if you enjoyed this show please do leave a review or a rating or whatever player you're using because it really helps more people find find the show and hear wonderful stories like rebecca's today 
So thank you for listening and thank you, Rebecca. And we will catch you again very soon. Cheers.